Hello and welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. This podcast brings you theatre news, theatre booze, and some reviews. Welcome to another episode of Theatre Club Podcast. I'm Oscar. I'm Alice. And this episode we have four brilliant shows to bring you. We have Bonnie and Clyde, the new musical at the Garrick Theatre. We have Standing at the Sky's Edge at the National Theatre that I went to see. We both went to see The Young Vic's new production, Further Than the Furthest Thing, starring Jenna Russell, our number one absolute fave. And a mixed bill of ballet um, called Tyler Peck and Friends at Sadler's Wells Theatre. So yeah, a great show coming up. Um, I feel like... <laughs> we're, if we say so ourselves. If we say so ourselves. As in, we've seen some real, really good really good stuff yeah um so those these are going to be interesting ones to talk about we're literally about. on the forefront of theatre well we're on say, the front line I mean you say that but I saw Standing at the Sky's Edge right towards the end of its run so spoiler alert it's about to finish so if you listen to my thoughts and think oh my god I need to see that you can't sorry <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, Bonnie and Clyde has just opened further and further. Things just opened. Do you know what though? I do think it's important that we review things, even if they're closing, because things oh, get yeah. brought back. Exactly, and that is my hope mm-hmm. for Standing at the Sky's <gasps> Edge. But more on that later. I think we should probably kick it off with the cocktail to start because we're going to need something to get us through these four shows. We need to just power on through. Okay, yeah. Let's and drink. so I'm going to do a cocktail what that is inspired it? by. It's called the Bonnie and Clyde. Cosmo. Cheers. Cheers. Now, doing a Bonnie and Clyde cocktail, I thought Bonnie and Clyde whiskey, it's set in the South, they drink whiskey in it, but I don't really like whiskey. I don't. So, I was doing a little research... And Bonnie and Clyde died in 1930. I went to the library. I got the microfiche and I was scanning (laughs) through and I was looking at the documents. Oh my God, they died in 1934. And do you know what was created in 1934? Gin. No, Alice. Gin predates 1934. It was, however, popular in the 30s. And the Cosmo was created in 1934. And it's not the Cosmo we know today, which is lime juice. And vodka, because vodka was really popular in the 80s, 90s, and obviously Sex and City, they drink Cosmos. But this is the original Cosmos. Instead of lime, it's lemon. And instead of vodka, it's gin. And then instead of cranberry juice, which was not made popular till like the 60s, 50s, um, it's a raspberry syrup, which I've made fresh. You made a raspberry syrup? Just sugar, fresh raspberries, splash of water, heat it up. This is so it's delicious. It's good, isn't it? It's very, um, I really like it because it's not too sweet and it's quite boozy. But it's like, so there's only, there's only uh, one alcohol in this. Can you oh, hear- sorry, and Cointreau. Can you hear that noise? Where's that noise? It's the cat trying to get in. Oh, we're back at our parents' house and uh, I know I'm not going to let him in. He'll just knock the mic over or something. Okay, annoying. let's just leave him. Um, so yeah, this is the original Cosmo from 1934, the year Bonnie and Clyde died. Did they ever get to taste one? Who knows? I don't know. I couldn't... When I was in the library doing my research, I couldn't get dates on the actual <laughs> invention of the Cosmo, but it was in 1934. That's really cool. Well, it it's nice, re- it? It's really nice. I much prefer the raspberry to the cranberry juice. Hmm. So shall I start with my review of Bonnie and Clyde? Yes, I want to hear all about it, because I heard a song on Elaine Page from it, and I thought, that sounds like a bit of a banger. Was it a banger? Do you know what? It was actually really good because I was a bit like unsure because I'd heard one or two songs that didn't set me alight. Um, it's music by Frank Wildhorn and lyrics by Don Black. And I just kind of was like, mm. but because it's set in the South, um, like I said, whiskey, 
Um, it's got kind of some of the songs have a kind of country pop, like some of the ballads that the female characters get to sing have like a country pop slant to them, and that I actually I'm enjoyed. Into that too. And so yeah, starting with the music, it was better than I thought it was going to be. There were a few generic numbers in there, and there was a gospel number that it wasn't "Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat." Mm-hmm. You know, last week's podcast we did "Guys and Dolls." It wasn't that. I w- I wished that number had been better Mm -hmm. but generally the music was really good and from the music I'll just go straight on to the performances because this show which has just opened at the Garrick Theatre having been on last year at the Arts Theatre it stars Jordan Luke Gage and Francis Maylie McCann and they were both in Heathers and I saw like quite a few young people there that I feel like oh they're Heathers fans because like Heathers obviously has this huge following Heathers a musical it's still running and they both have been in Heathers and they've both got really good voices and I didn't I mean I wasn't that aware of them so I think that's the pull for this musical that they've got the, these yes. they've, they've actually got really good talent yeah do you know Jeremy Jordan the American Broadway star he was in Smash anyway he's got and he was in Newsies originally, he played this on Broadway, and Jordan Luke Gage, like Jeremy Jordan, has a really amazing, I don't know what you call it, tenor? Like, he's got a really high, high belt. Really? Yeah, so he kind of, like, brought the house down with his big number. Like, a re- like I was really impressed. Wow! And I think anyone who knows him, though, I think lots of people were there to see him sing. And his voice was, it was really impressive. It was kind of like the Elphaba yeah. moment in Wicked. He kind of gets that in this big, high... Yeah, really, really impressive. And I thought Frances Maylie McCann was amazing. So obviously she plays Bonnie. She plays Bonnie. Jordan Lee Gage plays Clyde. And yeah, so they have some really good big things. And what is the tone of the musical? Like, is it a drama, essentially? Is it like, yeah, obviously it's a drama. It's a, drama it's a story it's, of Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. you know, But they're criminals. not doing it for like, it's not a comedy. It's not like... It's funny. It's got some really it? funny lines. Yeah, his brother, like, it's got some funny lines, especially from Jodie Steele, who plays... Jodie sister-in-law. We've she was also in... in... Well, she was also in Heathers. But Oh, yeah, she's in Heathers, but I think I've seen her in something. Yeah, so I did know of her. And again, her voice was really good. And she had some of the... She had a really good Southern American accent. And her song sounded really pop country. Shania Twain, you know, like oh, pop cool. country ballads. And she had some really funny bits as Clyde's sister-in-law because she's kind of fed up with the whole thing. So yeah, it had some really funny moments. I think the story for me, because obviously Bonnie and Clyde, they go on the run. We all know they're going to die. Second half, I got a tad like, okay, can we get there? I know where this is going now. Yeah. And I think Bonnie's flip to being like uh, a murderer with Mm -hmm. Clyde and like going along with this criminal life Mm -hmm. is a bit too quick. And the song that gets there doesn't explain it well enough. Okay. I needed more from that. But I actually had a really fun night. Big sings, big... Will you be listening to the soundtrack? Yeah, I probably will. A few of the songs. Maybe half. Yeah. I'd say half the songs are really good, and I'd say the performers in this... Well, that's better than all... some things we've seen where we've gone, there wasn't one song. Exactly. Yeah. And I think these these performers, um, their singing voices are really incredible. That's It sounds like studio recorded. Yeah. When I heard, heard that song on their own page, I literally texted you and I was like, I've just heard one song. And I think it sounds really good. Yeah, and the sets are cool. The projections are kind of 3D. And yeah, it's a, it feels like a West End show. Cool. Um, okay, so, so what... I would recommend it. It's on at the Garrick Theatre. I went up to that upper circle at the Garrick. It's still terrible. If you are not sitting in the very centre of that circle, you ain't seeing really? more than a quarter of the stage. So just don't do it, kids. 
Don't sit upstairs in the garret. Don't be tempted by those cheap seats. The view is terrible. Shocking. So centre of the upper circle only. I would say that in the stalls, there are some pretty cheap seats on the end of the rows. There's some 20 pounders that are near pillars, but it's kind of a wide theatre and the pillars aren't too obstructive. However, if you can get in front of the pillars, which is like row E forward, the ends of those rows, so the end of row E, end of row F, I believe in the stalls, end of row C, they're reduced because you're quite far out on the edge, but I think they're really good. I think you'd have a a really good view. So that would be my recommendation is go stalls, just avoid those £20 seats in the upper circle. Don't be fooled. It's called the grand circle of the Garrick. But try get stalls, end of the row. Is it on today ticks? Are they doing offers or anything? It's on today ticks. They do a rush ticket. I think it's, yeah. And I would actually... I recommend it. I don't think, I'm not saying like rush out to go see this, but if you're a fan already, this is a really great cast they've put in a show for singers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How long is it on for? It runs until May the 20th. So a couple of months um, to see it. And yeah, I think it's the performers you're going for. Mm. I think it's, yeah, it's a fun musical. It's not the best musical, but it gives, it gives performers a real chance to sing. Um, and it's very slick the whole production. So to me, that sounds like one worth seeing. Yeah, I think that's. Worth I think seeing. so. Out of the West End From shows, said, it's slick. It's fun. fun. I just yeah. Um, Bonnie and Clyde. That's on at the Garrick Theatre until May the twentieth. What we're going to talk about next? Let's do a show we saw together, which was further than the furthest thing at the Young Vic Theatre, one of our fave theatres. It does and such interesting work at the Young Vic. Always different, always interesting, championing different sorts of voices. 100%. And this, I mean, we were going to book whatever was there anyway, but this has Jenna Russell in it, who is one of our favourite actors in the West End. In life. In life. Um, so we booked it knowing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a show that you don't want to know too much about, and the show holds a lot back at the beginning. So it's called Further Than the Furthest Thing. It's written by Zinni Harris and directed by Jennifer Tang. And it's set on an island. We meet some islanders. Um, a boy has just come home to see family. And it's kind of mysterious to begin with as what is going on, why he's gone, what's been happening, what time period we're in. And yeah. things, it's very slow at the beginning to They're eke even, out that they, d- story. they don't even give you clues as to what time of, like this, the costumes and the set are so minimal. It could be any time. And the accents, um, Jenna's Scottish, um, the other actors, we've got Irish, we've got West Country. And like I said, it's quite mysterious. And I don't want to give too much away about the story of this one. So no. we'll talk more tonally. Okay, let's talk more tonally. So... It's quite slow to begin with. It's it's quite and slow. And a bit impenetrable. And yeah, you're not quite sure what's going on and where it's going to go. It builds to a point in the second act. In fact, Jenna Russell um, has this uh, monologue in the second act. And you're kind of then shone a light on things that have happened before, why they're in this situation now. And you're like, okay. And it is, you know, you could have heard a pin drop. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was very captivating, the whole thing. Did I like it? Was it worth, like, reviving? No, I don't think it is as a piece. As a play. Yeah. It's too slow as a play. Yeah, as a play, it doesn't really work. And but the performances in it were very captivating. Yes, I was about to say, if it hadn't been for Jenna delivering the monologue that kind of pulls together the emotional centre of the story, if it hadn't been for her doing that monologue and me being so invested in Jenna and the character she created, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. I'm sure... That 
there are other great actors that could have done it, but I loved it because it was Jenna, and she when did Jenna, do an incredible when job. Jenna, when Jenna does that, you can see these, like, her eyeballs move, like, just a flicker of her eyeball. It's like, mm-hmm. we're, it's like I'm watching somebody from uh, an interrogation room, and I'm literally not watching a performance, I'm watching an actual person. Yes. That's how good her acting is, don't you think? She's just... It's well, not she act- is the character. She is the character. Yeah, you can see in her head she's not... Yeah, she's feeling it and being it. Yeah. It's very, she's very, very she's skilled. She's so good. I think everyone in it was brilliant, but we went to see this for Jenna and I'm glad we did. I'm so glad. I'd never miss one of her performances and this one really was captivating, but the piece is quite slow. And I think the most kind of important thing as a theatre goer is it's got this um, new seating. Seating always changes at Young Vic. And this is like an amphitheatre. So you're on benches, sort of in a round the first, circle. The first two rows are backless benches. The neck, the third row back is a low back. And we luckily were in the fourth row back, which had a high back bench. And then they're these kind of reclaimed foam padded seats. But the people in the non-backed seats looked quite uncomfortable. Oh, they were struggling. The show runs about three hours, almost three hours people long. People were sort of like resting their head on their hands, like on their legs because their backs hurt so much. But they're probably really cheap seats. They're probably like 10, 15 quid. Well, it's dynamic pricing at the Young Vic, so you can actually get different price seats at all levels. As oh. in they don't just put cheap ones on oh, the okay. front. They spread it so everyone's got an opportunity, which I really like that idea. But I just think avoid the first three rows. Either go up in the gallery because yes. they're the original Young proper Vic's seats. proper seats. Um, yeah, because it's long. And I did think, why would you make a play that's nearly three hours and choose this seating for your audience? I think it's a bit unfair. Speaking of audience, I like because uh, the lighting was quite bright, so you could see everybody sitting around, which I really mm-hmm. liked. I feel like we're all having like a shared experience. Yeah, quite into like the whole theatre experience at the minute. Mm. I don't want to just sit in dark and watch something. Quite into like, yeah. I think since Cabaret, I just want to have a complete experience. Anyway. Yes, and Guys and Dolls. Yes. In even Oklahoma, now that it's in its sort of more traditional, they still keep the lights up, they pull you in. I like it. Yes. I'm really into it. So I like looking around at everyone. What a dynamic um, audience. There is people of every age. Like, don't you think? It's just yes. young Vic pulls in. Well, that's in because such- of this, like... The dynamic pricing, they do actually make affordable seats, not like in the Garrick. £20, but you won't see anything because you're in the shittest seat in the house. Yeah, This is like, you can get really good seats. We paid £20 and we had a perfect view because it's in the round. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a bit of a, it's an interesting play. I wouldn't Some be great recommend- ideas. I just wouldn't be recommending it. I'm glad I went because... I liked to watch Jenna Russell and it was, it was really good to see her again and that was interesting, but I wouldn't recommend this to anyone else. No, wouldn't. maybe not. Unless someone was like, I want a really long play to just sink into. I'd say go Lehman I, Trilogy. That's, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, we love Jenna Russell. She <laughs> was incredible in this play. In fact, the whole, it's, it's a shame we couldn't name everyone, but we've got four shows to get through this episode. The whole cast in this were actually incredible. No one yeah, let if the you've, side down. If you've got tickets to see Further From the Furthest Thing at the Young Vic, it's an interesting play. Well, like Bonnie and Clyde, you're going to see some great performances. You're going to see some great performances, but don't rush out to book a ticket for it. It's my review. Yeah. Okay, right. On to the next. Well, why don't you tell me about the ballet you went to see at Sadler's Wells? Tyler Peck and Friends. It's called Turn It Out. Tyler Peck is from the um, American Ballet Theatre, mm-hmm. and um, she has picked dancers and collaborators who are also from who are also dancers from American Ballet Theatre. Yeah. And the whole evening was so cool. There was about four works. I won't go through them all, but I just want to give you an overview of it. 
there was tap there was two singers who came on stage for one of the pieces which was incredible these two singers came on there was a piece that had music with james blake there was uh what else was really cool oh there was this the cost one of the pieces had costumes that were all in different color like pastel colors like pale pinks and greens and sherbet like it that you was do really have a cool good costume i do and I just really, I mean, I love ballet and I love seeing American ballet because it's so different to English ballet. Mm-hmm. It's so athletic and quick yeah. and it's almost like they're models posing. It's a hip out. It's an arm this way. Like it's just mm. a little bit extra. It's sassy. Yeah. And there was one number that, um, so Tyler Pegg has curated this herself and she is like a really famous um, dancer, isn't she? But... Um, she actually was in this as well, so I was quite excited to get to see her. Yeah. And she um, performed this number at the end, and it she came out in this red costume with like a little skirt. And the choreography was, I felt like, have you seen the film Centre Stage? You know I have. Right. We used to watch it a lot. Yeah, so the big number at the end in this sort of like 90s film about a ballet girl, dancer at ballet, and um, they do this big number at the end, and it's kind of sexy and it's to Michael Jackson. Something J- a little bit different. It's something different, and it causes quite a stir at the uh, end of year graduation. Yeah, yeah. And it's set to Michael Jackson's way make me feel. And then Jamiroquai. Dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. That I it's need to so good. Again. So that this number that Tyler did at the end really reminded me of that, just in kind of the style of the moves. But mm-hmm. the, the music that it was to was cool music, but it made me feel like I was at a house party at 3 a.m. Music. Okay. Like no, very much. cool. Okay. And a bit like too much. I was like, whoa. You know that like we should go home, it's getting light. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, oh, that's a shame you just didn't choose something more accessible or accessible or just with a bit more of an up tempo beat, because even though this is like a really cool edgy evening, I just wish that there was something a bit more joyful in the music. I think it would have made it even better. But Tyler Peck with friends, turn it out. It's forget what you know about ballet because yeah. this this will just blow your mind. So yeah, great evening at Saddle as well as always. Yeah, I think these mixed programs they do are always like are really worth seeing. You're going to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, last show then we're barreling through. I went to see Standing at the Sky's Edge at the National Theatre. I don't know anything about this. Well, it's a, a new musical piece that has already been on in Sheffield, and it's music by a Sheffield-based artist called Richard Hawley, who I hadn't heard of, although apparently I have seen live. Who um, that? When it, I went to a festival like when I was like 20, and he was on before someone else we were watching. Oh, okay. So Rory just reminded me, he was like, we have seen Richard Hawley, but I didn't know that I knew Richard Hawley. He's a Sheffield-based musician, and he wrote an album called Standing at the Sky's Edge. And so the Sheffield Theatre made a musical based around the songs from that album. Like Girl from the North Country with Dylan. Well, it um, felt, yeah, Bob Dylan, and it felt very Girl from the North Country. So this is kind of a play with music, but it is a musical. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's on at the National Theatre now, sold out run. Oh, who's it directed by? Anyone we know? um, It's written by Chris Bush, and it's directed by Robert Hastie. And... It was a huge hit in Sheffield. It's now come to National Theatre. It's sold out there. I'm really hoping it's going to transfer because it's fantastic. Like what? There, it's just, yeah, it is really, really good. Just like that first time we saw Girl from the North Country. It's got a real vibe. It's about a very famous tower block in Sheffield. And we see it through three generations. The first people to move in there in the 60s. It's like a sort of brutalist building, a bit like the National Theatre itself. And we see a young couple who move in the 60s. We see... Um, a family who have fled from, I want to say, Libya, who are living there in the 70s, 80s. 
And then we see a woman who has got out of a bad relationship and she's just moved into this new flat and they're all in the same flat. Mm-hmm. So we've seen the different inhabitants of this flat and it weaves in and out of these time periods. We see how they're linked. We see... So is there is the music from an orchestra? There's a really great band. They're up in the, the set. Obviously, it's at the Olivier and it's like this huge, big, expansive stage, a massive skyscraper building right in the middle at which the orchestra band are kind of in the middle you can see them they're all lit up it looks really cool it's very orchestral the music and but also kind of rocky they often use microphones so some of the songs are mood pieces where like an ensemble member will kind of just grab the mic and sing a song while a bit of action is happening and we're seeing the characters weave in and out of the flat other times it's a bit more directly musical theater where a character one of the central characters will sing a song that kind of tells us about them and what they're going through. Mm. So it's just like Girl from the North Country in that way. So some of the songs directly, but it's not like Mamma Mia, where each song tells a bit of the story. Sometimes the song's just a mood piece. It's about love. And in that piece, we're seeing the different relationships that we've come to know, but not in any specifics, just generally. Um, All the performers, again, are brilliant. Alex Young plays the woman from the sort of most recent time period 2019 i think and i really like her i saw her in anyone can whistle at the solid playhouse and loved her in that and she was brilliant in this but everyone was really really good really good voices like a different mix of voices not all kind of west endy not you know some a very different style of voices all around it was really 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 good like if this transfers because Wait, it ends so it's 25th sold of, out so I can't see it. And it ends twenty fifth of March, so um its final week is this week. And yeah, you missed out on a good one. So if this transfers, standing at the sky's edge to the West End, and I think it will, it's been a sold out run. It's had such good reviews. There's a I think there's a cast recording out already you can listen to. I just have a feeling this has a life, like Girl from the North Country, which is still touring, is about to be made into a movie with Olivia Colman. Yeah. I feel like this has got to go into the West End. It'll be a shame not to have that huge stage because some of that big tower block in the mm. middle and the flat floating in the centre. It does depend what theatre it goes into. But the, there's nothing quite like the Olivier stage in London. No. It is amazing. And some of the choreography, the end of that one wait, is just amazing. What, what about, um, are they doing rush tickets? But it's, it's the final week, so you've missed the last Friday rush. Oh, of course, we're in March already. Okay. Yeah. So it's over. Okay, but well, this is great when to know it transfers, when it transfers. Or it might come back to yeah. the National next year. It's so good. Okay. Yeah, it is just re- And it's funny. I didn't, the, I didn't like one of the narrative endings, like one of the stories. It was my only criticism. I thought I would have ended that differently. I, would, I wanted a different emotional arc, but that's, that's just an artistic choice. Some people probably prefer that ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just really good. Just a real kind of cool mood. Again, something you take someone who's like, oh, I don't really like musicals. You're like, well, come see this. Because this is theatre. This is like a stage size you've never seen. This is a cool band. This is feels like, you know, it's funny. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Standing at the Sky's Edge, National Theatre, sold out run. I saw it right towards the end. So if you got to see it, um, you're very lucky. Speaking of and National Theatre, speaking of National Theatre, we have booked the show Dear England went on sale last Friday. I mentioned it as a top tip in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. If you haven't booked tickets, I really would recommend it just from the cast and um, creative. Yeah, it looks like a very um, interesting play and that's one at the National Theatre Dear England and we've booked our tickets. So yeah, that was a pretty um, 
bumper bumper crop for amazing shows again. We've had four shows in the last two episodes, which feels like pretty good because we had a few kind of you know beginning. I want of the year to was use slow. the word meaty, but I don't like that word. A meaty episode. I'm vegetarian yeah, well, that's not, that's and it not. doesn't align with my values. <laughs> What's another word for meaty? We've had a oh bountiful. Yeah. What Keep you, going. Yeah. <laughs> a, a plethora of shows. A juicy and um, unctuous. No, stop being pretentious. Just use the okay. Let's a do... juicy episode yeah. of shows. Four great shows. Um, just to recap them, Bonnie and Clyde is on at the Garrick Theatre until May twentieth. So you can still see that. Tyler at Peck and Friends. Uh, Standing at Sky's Edge is over, but we will keep you posted if we hear anything. I feel like it will come back to the National next summer, or it will transfer. And then what was the other show? Further than the furthest thing, which is on at the Young Vic, and we didn't say until when that ran because we We'd, kind of we're thought, not really rating you go. No, but. 29th of April, any Jenna Russell fans are going already and you won't be disappointed. She is brilliant, but it, it's too long to sit in those seats. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah. I'm, I'm really glad I saw it though, because that monologue she gave, it was good. That's oh, going to stay with I was, me. Even if it had got a bad review, I'd go and see Jenna. It's a, but it's a long time to get to that monologue. But the monologue, ace. It really was. She really was great. So that's further and the furthest thing. You have until the 29th of April to see that at the Young Vic Theatre. What's coming up in the next episode, Oscar? Um, What have we got? What have we got? We are going to see... Oh, we've not got anything for a while. Oh, really? I know. Do you know Betty Blue Eyes? The play, yes. um, the musical where they have the pig in the we house. We saw Sarah Lancashire. I didn't see it. You went to see it with Mum. Oh, I saw and it in the Theatre. That is coming back to the Union Theatre, which is Sasha Reagan's theatre. Sasha Reagan of... Pirates of Penzance. All, the all-male um, oh, yes. Gilbert Sullivan's. They're doing that at the Union Theatre, and I think, so that's April 4th at the Union Theatre, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that, and I love the Union Theatre. It's very small theatre, but they do really cool innovative things. And speaking of Sasha Reagan, actually, Mikado is coming back in June. Yeah. Which theatre? The uh, Wilton's Musical, which is a very cool theatre for Have we seen it. what the we No, seen? we've never seen the Mikado. It's kind of the only one, I think, of all her shows we've never seen, so... That should have probably been a top tip. Maybe we'll talk about it. Okay, let's talk a, about it on the we'll, next episode. We'll do it as a proper thing, but yeah, love Sasha Reagan. Who's so, the girls from school, are we? Da, 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 Is that da, from Mikado? That's Mikado, yeah. Okay. Love it. So I think next will probably be, yeah, Betty Blue Eyes and anything else we put between then and now. So until next time, thanks again for listening to Theatre Club Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Theatre Club Podcast. And until next time, thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.